And welcome to a brand new episode of Milt's Tuesday Tracks Podcast. And today we have a special, very special episode. Actually, it is a hallmark episode, or one that, let's say, take me to, will take me to another level by the end of the episode. I, along with my special guest, subject matter expert, Mark Salzano, we will discuss four tracks in this episode. Four, F-O-U-R. And... So let me start and first introduce, welcome back again, Mark, to the podcast. Good evening. I've actually really been looking forward to this one as it's kind of a new concept for us. Indeed, it is. Yes. Okay. So let's just dive right in. So we're going to start with, uh, we, we selected, each of us have selected uh, two tracks to cover in this episode. So Mark, we'll start with you uh, and you name the tracks, the artists, and go from, we'll go from there. Sure. So um, I sent Milton some tracks and he sent me a few songs and then we selected two of from each of the batches uh, that we shared with each other to review and react to. Now I'll begin, uh, the two that I chose were uh, Yahweh by the Christian metal band Striker. And the, the other song was um, As the Crow Flies by Newstead, uh, Jason Newstead of Metallica and Flotsam and Jetsam fame. Um, I'll start with Striper because they're a band I was familiar with um, generally, not as an avid fan, but I was aware of them, of course, since the mid 80s and always respected their musicianship, integrity, talent. They always came across as more of a melodic, hard rock, polished metal band. So the song Yahweh was more of an epic power metal feel from them. It's different what I, to what I had known from them in the 80s when they were known for their black and yellow outfits. <laughs> um, uh, of course, most people know by now the uh, the story of the persecution and crucifixion of Jesus. Pretty well-known subject matter, um, needless to say. I go on about for thousands of podcasts. But, you know, the the, the lyrical content and the, the intensity of, of the song, the time changes, tempo changes, the bottom heaviness of it, really more reminiscent of of what's called you know power metal or epic metal especially u.s style power metal than um i had traditionally associated with striper because i didn't know that song um, as they're a band that as i said i don't follow so that one you know it came as a real surprise to you know the sound and um the sort of uh, the progressions within it because i knew songs like uh soldiers under command or uh oh there was another one now the name's escaping me right now um, but it'll come back to me. So um, one, I, I sorry to interrupt, but one okay. I always comes to mind is uh, "To Hell with the Devil." Yes, that's, yeah, "To Hell with the Devil." That's one. And there was another one called, I think, uh, "You uh, You Know What to Do" or something like that. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, I remember that one too. So yeah, always like it was kind of a little more melodic and commercial sounding. So this was heavier and dare I say even darker. Um, Christian, obviously, just strong scriptural message, but you know, uh, sort of um, more uh, somber, if you will. So, yeah, I was definitely impressed. It reminded me a little bit of some of the power metal bands we'll be discussing, um, you know, like, a, you know, like a Jag Panzer or, a, you know, a Liege Lord or, you know, bands like that, uh, a little, you know, or, or a Dio or you know, stuff along those lines. So I'll move on uh, to Newstead, which, again, was a song I was not familiar with, although I'm you know, very familiar with Jason Newstead all the way back to Flotsam and Jetsam. And then he replaced, you know, Cliff Burton in Metallica. So you don't get much bigger than that. You know, worked with Voivod, the Canadian thrash legend. So he's you know definitely been around some different projects. Now that song it definitely showed his Metallica roots, I think, in the riffing and the vocals, and also reminded me a little bit of Megadeth. Obviously, it's a band that belongs to the Metallica family tree. <laughs> um, lyrical subject, you know, it struck me as uh, being dealing with self belief in a way. Um, 
making the most of yourself and whatever talents, gifts you possess, uh, getting up and living each day. There was a line in there to the effect of, and I don't have the lyric sheets in front of me, but I kind of, you know, I, I definitely studied the lyrics pretty closely. And there was a line there about a beautiful in life, unforgettable in death. And what I got out of that was leaving some sort of character. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty powerful lyrical message, I thought. And just um, being your best self and being an individual, which, you know, I guess that would appeal to anybody with the metalhead or you know, rock fan mentality just on that basis alone. So, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll uh, hand it over to you. Then we can, I guess, kind of, kind of go back and forth. Awesome. Thank you, Mark. That was an awesome assessment. Yes. So let me start out with two songs you selected for me. Uh, I am actually uh, going to be a more of a fan of both bands that cover these two tracks. So one, the first one, uh, let's go with uh, Jack Panzer, Battered and Bruised. And wow, great song. Uh, thank you for that, making that recommendation. Uh, it's a very, uh, it, it's a, they're a power metal band, from my understanding, uh, American power metal band. And this song is, it's just funny because uh, I don't tend to get political and I won't really, I won't dive too much into that in this uh, podcast, but. I have to say, even though I view this more, right? So that's that what, uh, maybe a more, uh, yeah, 18 years ago. The, I, I still say the lyrics, please read the lyrics. I will include a show note, I have a show notes to all the lyrics of each track we're coming tonight, uh, today. Um, and so the, they, they're just so, uh, uh, they still hold true, uh, in, my, in my opinion, uh, to today's uh, topsy-turvy world, uh, you know, wherever you are around the world. And I know I have listeners from all over. So thank you very much for, and keep on listening. And yeah, it, it's a, it's very, uh, I would say it's, a, I mean, the, oh, wow. I mean, if you want to see great riffs, the intro is putting the, and then let me uh, give quick credit to what creditors do. Because uh, I want I want to fit all this in. So this was released back in October of 2004. From the the the, the album itself is called Casting the Stones, and it's a uh, based out of recording in Morris Sound Studios in the U.S. Not exactly sure whereabouts in the U.S., but it's in the U.S. Florida, Florida, I think. I think Florida. Oh, awesome! Thank you, Mark. <laughs> and. So for the lineup for this band, for the album, but also, of course, for the song, uh, we have Harry Conklin, the vocals. And wow, you want to hear vocals? This mm -hmm. guy has it. He has the pipes. We have Mark Brody and Chris Bodrick, uh, guitarists. Uh, I like, they have a nice interchange toward the middle of this track of Brad and Bruce. It's like it's like overlapping, but it's like so harmonious. I mean, it, and which I don't use that term too much in a metal song, but it, it, there's a really nice connection there between Mark and Chris. And of course, in the background, we have John Tetley playing the bass. And at the drums, uh, I just want to ask you, Mark, uh, if you're familiar with the drummer, um, he definitely has a very, uh, from what I could tell, a European, maybe a Nordic name, is uh, Ricard. Ricard Sternquist, yeah, he's of Swedish lineage. And, and yeah, he's a hard hitter on the kit. <laughs> oh, he is, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yes. So we have this, and I totally recommend everybody to check the song out. I mean, it is, I mean, you want a rush through your veins? This is a track, the Barry and Bruce. So I, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll stop there for my review of Barry and Bruce. I'll go on to the next one. Now, to Ash of, uh, mm -hmm. is it California, Mark? Mark? Um, Arizona. They're basically. Whatever else they played with. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, yeah, so I want to say that they, the song of, of the blue, 
and it's by uh, Ashbury. The band's called Ashbury. A S H B U R Y. And this is pretty cool. Uh, I, it's a yeah, hard rock band. Uh, and in my opinion, and uh, I've had conversations with Mark and with others about this, these guys have not received the due recognition that they deserve in the radio airwaves. It's just this. It's a mix of like a hard, almost like Southern rock, a twang of Southern rock influence. It's a very, especially this track. Um, now, the lyrics are pretty wild. I mean, uh, it's just, it's very picturesque. Um, it, it talks about, about yeah, actually, it's a kind of philosophical take. I mean, it talks about a road one takes. Uh, and it gets you thinking, you know, like, how did I get here? How do I get out? And, and it leans on to the title, Out of the Blue. And almost like an Almond Brothers sound to it. Uh, but I mean, I, this is a type of track I would recommend playing. It's much full. Um, it, it's really, really nice. And so let me give credit to our credit. I'll ask Mark for uh, help with this. I don't have much uh, data in terms of the band member lineup. I have here uh, Randy Davis and Rob Davis, several other band members, and uh, I don't have any more information. on. Yeah, the they had some other guys play with them on that album, which was their newest one. Um through the eye of the Stygian witches, great album. I recommend it to everyone who's listening. Um, yeah, they, they had some various guys work with them: a bass player, another guitarist, um, drummer, and uh, they laid you know some things down themselves. They both play guitar and sing. Um, and I don't recall all the names right now because they've kind of had a shifting cast around them. The band is really the two brothers, and then whoever kind of comes along. Um, but um, yeah, definitely Almonds, Outlaws, Molly Hatchet. I could hear any of those bands doing doing that song. Very Southern rock vibe makes, you know, kind of Western cowboyish references like being knocked out of your saddle and, and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, to your point, you mentioned vocals in, on the Jag Panzer track. And I want to mention on the Striper track, you know, Michael Sweet's vocals um, were very impressive. Uh, he's always been a good singer, but um, yeah, definitely hit some notes there and carried them really well. I know. I, I felt the same. I have the same thoughts. I, I mean, the range, his range is incredible. And the, yeah, I mean, pretty punishing sound for such a Christian message. You know? <laughs> but I guess, you know, Christianity is, you know, it's it's a... It's not a milk toast faith, really. I mean, it's 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 got a you know a, a tougher side to it too, if you know the you know the history and the ups and downs of how it became a world religion. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, it's uh, it's a story in itself. I mean, just well, I mean, I won't get too deep into it, but it is. I mean, fits so well, and they they carry it very well. Uh, uh, Swiper, they. I mean, they bring. It's amazing how as I as, as always like. Uh, as a fan, I, I always felt it's amazing how they were able to tie in heavy metal with a Christian uh, background. I mean, in their lyrics, their content of their lyrics. So that's amazing how they were able to do that. Yeah, it made me think of a Christian, sort of a Christian tinged power metal band out of Ohio that I've listened to over the years called Jacob's Dream. Um, They've had a couple of different singers. Uh, I don't know what they're up to now. I haven't really heard much from them lately, but the original singer, David Taylor, who I think came back to the band, he, he sounded like Jeff Tate of Queenbreak. Then they, they had a guy named Chaz Bond who sounded like over-the-head Christian metal, but sort of alluding to Christian themes. So uh, yeah, they're they're interesting. Um, you know, If anyone out there would like to check them out, that's another band I sort of came across in the early 2000s. Awesome. Yeah, well, uh, I have some data on this, uh, this track in terms mm -hmm. of... Uh, so... Uh, this was released in 2018, and actually, as you mentioned, the album itself is called uh, "Eyes of the Stygian Witches." Is that yeah, from, from Greek mythology? Yes, 
Okay, I, yeah, I, I actually, yeah, yeah I, I think you know, provides further information on that. I, I did a little research, but in terms of that specific, uh, that visual itself, the sticking witches, I, yeah, if you give us some more feedback on that, the, the inspiration for that, the title of the album. Yeah, I think that, that the myth of uh, Perseus, actually, I think that's referenced in the classic Clash of the Titans movie with the Ray Harryhausen effects. I think the Stygian witches were in that movie, if anybody remembers that 1981 campy classic. But um, yeah, that that's a, a you know, Greek mythological um, reference. Um, and Ashbury have always written, at they've written about all kinds of different subjects, but they've often gotten kind of like epic and mystical and written kind of about, you know, prophets, wizards, uh, warriors and then turned around and written about more kind of everyday themes love politics current events you know inner life so yeah very broad and diverse palette of songwriting which is one of the great things about them i mean people who are into metal or prog rock or southern rock or classic rock like they're they're one of those bands like anybody can find something there you know? indeed definitely yes and out of the two bands, let's say if you were given an opportunity to go, the ones that you covered, mm -hmm. uh, Striper and well, I, I mean I don't know if he's playing now, but uh, Newstead. Let's say he was, you know, uh, on the road. Uh, which would you be more inclined to go check out first? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, uh, yeah, between the two, um, I, I don't know. Just to toss it up, I guess maybe, uh, maybe Striper. I never saw them live. Um, like I said, I always was kind of more of a casual observer. There's, I never saw Metallica either. Um, I have friends who have, I haven't, but um, yeah, maybe Striper. But um, yeah, Newstead I think would be a would be a fun gig too. And um, like I said, at Flotsam and Jetsam, his old Arizona thrash band, where you know he first came out of, they're still around, still going strong too. So uh, yeah, great deal of history around uh, around Jason there, but yeah. So um, I saw Jag Panzer live once. So um, as far as uh, you know, your question, would you prefer to see Ashbury or Panzer if you had the chance? I think uh, based on because of the level of activity uh, each one of us in, I, I think uh, Jag Panzer is. is I don't know if they're still touring or they've toured recently. Well, I, they're going to be next year because they have a new album slated to come out sometime in 23 and they're doing dates and festivals in Europe and eventually, I guess, over here too. So they will they will be touring, yes. Okay, so because of that, I probably would pick Ashbury because I, I from my understanding, they haven't done more re much recent touring, right? It's like been a while, I guess, since they've- Yeah, not, not too much lately. They, they did rock and metal festivals in Europe and like metalheads all over the world, like traditional metalheads are doing all these traditional metal festivals over in Europe, like Keep It True and Sweden Rock and Muscle Rock and all these other things and getting, you know, massive reception. But yeah, not too much like large scale touring in the States, but um, yeah, I mean, hopefully they'll, uh, they'll be- be playing out more in North America too. Yeah, I would like to see them someday if I ever had the chance. Cool, cool. Yeah, awesome. And now, uh, so uh, in in terms of uh, which which track uh, out of both, like uh, style wise, uh, you like out um, Striper and and uh, Newstead. Uh, where 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 were you more aligned with, like in terms of? Well, uh, it's probably the Striper song, and that surprised me a little bit because I had sort of um, a preconceived notion of you know what they sounded like and and how they wrote. So hearing sort of like I'm such a huge fan of you know epic metal and power metal and you know like traditionalist heavy metal. So hearing something that sounded like or reminded me of all these other sort of you know gritty yet polished you know power metal bands with you know these epic storylines and kind of you know grandeur to the sound classy but heavy you know militant but also conveying emotion 
uh, yeah, it, it was more, you know, you could go all the way back to, you know, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest and, and you know, bands like that, you know, Sabbath with Dio, you know, on up through the whole, you know, power metal wave, especially U.S. power. So, yeah. Um, that, that's the app name, uh, that specific genre of metal, power mm -hmm. metal, that is like definitely apt for a striper, especially this track. I, yeah, I especially, yeah. And of course, like I said, you know, plenty, plenty of metal bands have written about you know, the crucifix. Actually, Jack Panzer has a song called The Crucifix that touches on the crucifixion. And it's been done by many bands. So it's, you know, not uh, novel. But yeah, it's it's not what I expected from Striper. So I guess that's why it stuck out to me more. And that's nothing, not a knock on the Newstead song, because, you know, that was, it was a good song. It was interesting lyrically and had a Metallica slash Megadeth kind of flavor to it. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so yeah, I was, I was actually impressed with both. And I didn't know either song. So they were kind of new for me. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on my end, I would say it would be hard to, to select one over the other in terms of style, uh, because they've had uh, um, new, uh, Ashbury and sorry, uh, they they both have distinct styles. You know, it's, it's Jack Panzer, so yeah, I, it's like I, it's more like almost like a atmospheric reason why I would mm -hmm. want to listen to Jack Panzer at, at one time. Right. Um, and like I was mentioning for Ashbury, that track, uh, I would want to be going on a nice drive, relaxed, mm -hmm. and I play that in the background. So it, it, for myself, it would depend on where I'm at, like, you know, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes you're just in the mood for something or something suggests itself. But Exactly. exactly yeah. It's interesting because I think Jag Panzer and Ashbury actually have become friends because... Um, no way. Are you serious? Yeah, because they played on European, um, you know, true metal festivals together like ashbury got to be friendly with jag panzer and the middle of road guys and like other bands that are in that that sort of you know niche awesome and wow. yeah so they kind of have all gotten gotten acquainted so there's a, that that connection too that's terrific okay yeah. mark so i think i'll close it down here okay. and this was great and i i really appreciate it we uh, we've definitely covered ground here and this is Definitely an achievement. I never covered four, had four tracks covered in one episode. So thank you. You made this happen. Yeah, that was a very cool idea. And I think, you know, if we do this again, I already have some songs in mind for the next one. <laughs> oh, we'll do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm game. Definitely. I'm totally game. Yeah, definitely. We'll do this. Yeah. All right. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, hey, I, I would, hey, final yeah. thoughts. Final, yeah, words. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, quite all right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I would enjoy doing this again. And um, yeah, and, and you know, sometimes it, it's interesting because it might be a song you never heard. Like in my case, I never heard the two you sent me. Or it might be one you have heard, but maybe you'll hear it with different ears when you're actually going to be, you know, critically evaluating it and what you liked or even if something, even something maybe that you didn't like. Um, so, it, you know, it, it's, it sort of opens up your mind a little bit. Indeed, totally. Well, thank, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Milt's Tuesday Tracks Podcast. Until we meet again, and as I will conclude, this was a mix of hard rock and metal, so keep on rocking on, and always bang your head. Good night, all.